What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you for making me part of your week. The Buffalo Sabres have won two games in a row as of the recording of this podcast and have a five-game point streak. We're going to talk about my takeaways from the past five games, so stick around and let's have some fun. Could it be? Are we dreaming? The Buffalo Sabres have won two in a row? Oh my gosh. This has got to be a dream. Somebody pinch me. The Sabres have won two in a row for the first time since early in the season. Games number six and seven. January 24th and 26th of this year. That's the last time the Sabres have won two in a row. And not have they only won two in a row, but they have a five-game point streak. The Sabres are 3-0-2 in their last five games. That's simply incredible. After losing 18 straight, winless in 18 straight games, the Buffalo Sabres have found a way without some of their best players to go on a five-game point streak, which is really making me start to believe in Don Granado, And he is trying his damnedest to make a case to be the Buffalo Sabres head coach going into next season. We'll talk more about that on another show. But the Buffalo Sabres, I said, are 3-0-2 in their last five games. That's something that two weeks ago, I don't think anybody in the entire NHL, would have believed. In that five-game point streak that the Sabres have, they're scoring 3.8 goals per game in those five games. Three point, they're just a shade under four goals a game in those five games, and they've only allowed 2.6 goals a game, so they're playing better on both ends of the ice. Obviously, the defensive side's got a ton to do with the return of Linus Olmark, but we're going to talk more about him in a minute. They're getting balanced scoring from everywhere. One, one Lines one through four, everybody seems to be scoring. The Sabres had nine guys with at least one point in three of the five games in this span. The Sabres are getting it done from all avenues, forwards and defense. They're getting a ton of scoring from their defense. As I stated Balanced scoring is something that we haven't seen really in a very long time in Buffalo. It has all essentially been on the first line with the Buffalo Sabres. And it is it is a welcome sight to be able to put different lines on the ice and at any given moment think that they can score a goal. As I stated, the defense has really, really been activated under Granado, And they have played simply fantastic. Especially Darlene. And Montour, they have been absolutely incredible since Granado took over. The Sabres' defense on this tear, on this five-game tear, has been more aggressive. They're playing more confident. They're playing faster. They've gotten six goals and five assists in these games, in this five-game span. That is a giant improvement over 
Ralph Kruger wanting these guys to stay at home. You have puck-moving defensemen, and you want them to be stay-at-home defensemen. You tried to fit a square peg into a round hole over and over and over, and I think that's what was the most infuriating part of Ralph Kruger's coaching style. He just he didn't have the style that fit the players that he had. I said it before, it's the system. These guys didn't just wake up and forget how to play hockey. It was very evident, in my opinion. I'm not even some great hockey uh, you know, analyst. I could see that. I'm a pretty average hockey analyst, and I, I seen that from a mile away. Why it took the Buffalo Sabres so long to fire Ralph Kruger is beyond me. The Sabres have seemed to fully, fully embrace everything that Granado is saying. Fully embraced it. They have looked tremendous. They're playing very confident. They're playing fast. They're playing structured. In this past game, the Devils would have it multiple times in the Sabres zone, and the the defense didn't break down. They didn't run all over the place. And that is a welcome sight because under Ralph Kruger, at, at some times you'd have five guys on the one side of the ice. That's ridiculous. Some of the takeaways I had from this five-game stretch, obviously, like I said, is that the team is buying what Granado is preaching, and that is a huge thing. You want your team to buy in to what your coach is telling them, and they are starting to see results, which is only going to help his message. One of the other things that I've noticed, and I've stated this before, I have gotten to arguments on Twitter about it, is that Linus Olmark is a bona fide number one goaltender in the NHL. That is a hill that I am willing to die on. Linus Olmark is a number one goaltender, and the Sabres should absolutely lock him up. And my suggestion is potentially a four-year, $20 million contract. Give him five per that would sit him right in the middle of the starting goaltender salaries in the NHL, which is about where he slots in in terms of stats, and uh, maybe not in terms of wins, but in terms of stats, goals against, save percentage. He's right in that mix. And four years at $5 million per for a quality starting goaltender. Think about this. The Sabres have, I think they have uh, nine wins on the season, eight or nine wins. Linus Olmark has all but one of those wins. So that goes to show you how important he is to the Buffalo Sabres. He is. Everyone is is waiting on uh, Uka Pekalukanen, say that five times fast, on, on UPL, when you have a starting goaltender in Linus Olmark, you just have to shore up the backup goaltender, and you're all set. You're all set. Look at some of these plays. If you Look at some of the plays that I'm going to put up right here, in the right-hand corner here. You look at these plays. They're tremendous. What saves? He has size, speed, athleticism. He never quits on a play. He makes monster saves every single night. How can you not want that as your starting goalie? I think he has shown enough this season and in the previous season that he is a quality starting goaltender and he needs to be given the reins and see how far the Sabres can run with him. Linus Olmark in this last four-game stretch is 3-0-1 with a save percentage of a .922 save percentage. And as I said, he's big. He's six foot four, 215 pounds, and he's athletic. He can get side-to-side. He can make acrobatic saves. He's a tremendous goalie, and the Sabres should really think about keeping him around. 
One of the other points that I've seen is that Tage Thompson has been playing pretty well of late. In these last uh, five-game stretch, he's got points in three of those games, a goal and two assists, I believe. He seems to be playing with a lot more confidence. He's been playing with uh, Casey Middlestad a lot. Do I think that Tage Thompson is going to slot out to be a top six forward? I don't. Do I think he could be maybe a third-line power forward? I do. I do. If he learns how to use that giant frame of his, he can not only be deadly on the second power play unit, but he can be a big power forward who has a long career in the NHL. And for the Sabres' sake, I hope that's true because they signed him for three more years. Another thing that I have seen is that Rasmus Dahlin has been unlocked under Granado. Unlocked. He just lets Dahlin be Dahlin, which is... Why would you not want this kid to be himself? Why why are you trying to why would you try to turn him into something he's not, which is a stay-at-home defenseman? He is a puck carrying, uh, a fast skating, smooth skating defenseman who likes to jump into the play. Why would you want to change that? That is what has made him so successful. That's what made him the number one overall pick by the Buffalo Sabres. And I don't understand the philosophy that you would have as Ralph Kruger to try to change that. He had looked terrible under Ralph Kruger. And he is starting to look much like the guy that we thought he would be when we drafted him number one overall. He's playing with tons of confidence. He's playing with speed. He's, he's making the little plays that are just tremendous. Uh, the, the highlights that I, I'm showing right now are just... Darlene is just incredible. The play at the blue line where they try to chip it out... And Dalene just calmly knocks it down, makes a move, and then passes, uh, makes a tremendous pass to the front of the net to Casey Middlestad for the game-winning goal. Come on. Come on. That's what we've wanted as Sabres fans. That is so exciting to see. It is so exciting to see Rasmus Dalene taking that step, being that guy that we, that we wanted him to be with the Buffalo Sabres. That's the guy we drafted number one overall. That's the guy we drafted. And I've also said this on an earlier podcast, another takeaway I had. I had another podcast earlier. You go ahead and watch one of those. Click on my channel and go check one of those out. While you're at it, like and subscribe so that more people can hear (laughs) and see me. Um, Is that I have loved the way Casey Middlesat has played all season, whether it's Kruger or uh, Granado. I think he's played better under Granado faster and he's been given more opportunity, especially with Eichel and Cousins out at center, and he's looked every bit the part of a second or third line center. He really has. He's played tremendous. And I've said this before, that he's been playing so good, and yes, the points were there, but if he kept playing the way he was that the points were going to come, he now has five points in his last four games, including the game winner against the New Jersey Devils the last game they played. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous hockey he has been playing. That nasty saucer pass, oh my gosh, to uh, to Rasmus Asplund. <laughs> and then going to the dirty area, going to the area where, you know, people say you get you, you know you get your ass kicked in front of the net. He drove right there. He seen Darlene. He opened his stick up, gave Darlene in, uh, uh, somewhere to hit him with the pass, and he just nice and calmly deflects it in. Tremendous play all around. Darlene... Tremendous play. Casey Middlestad gets to the scoring area and does not miss. Fantastic. Fantastic. He keeps playing like this, and he's going to be 
a very valuable piece moving forward. And I said it before and I'll say it again. I've got, I've said it a million times on Twitter, a million fucking times on Twitter. Casey Middlestat was not ready for the NHL when they put him in it. I said he needed another full year in the NCAA and then he needed a full year in the AHL. I've probably said it on this podcast before. I probably said it in the offseason, but I'm going to remind you that I was very right. I'm not always right, but I was very right. I know what I saw at the World Juniors, and that was a supremely talented kid with great hands, a good shot, and tremendous playmaking ability. That is what I saw from Casey Middlestat. He just needed time to develop. He was one year removed from playing high school hockey. You can't this this isn't the NBA, this isn't football. This young man was not fully developed yet and he is starting to look like the player that I thought he would look like a few years ago. I said he should be battling for a roster spot on this team right now this year and it looks like the curve that I had him on was very good. He is a going to be a very good middle six to top six forward. For the Buffalo Sabres, if you give him the opportunity and keep giving him the opportunities, especially when Eichel and Cousins come back, the sky's the limit for Casey Middlestad. Think about the way Middlestad's playing right now and having him slot in as your third-line center. (laughs) That's exciting. That's exciting to think about, no matter who the coach is. I honestly, the more I see the Sabres win... The more I like Granado, obviously I said he I said it before he's had uh, success at every level that he's coached at. Do I still think the Sabres should go out and do a a national coaching search? Should conduct uh, and bring in multiple guys? I'll probably do an episode on the different guys that I think the Sabres should bring in. I think they need a proven winner in the NHL because this next coaching hire is extremely important for the Buffalo Sabres. I think my biggest takeaway, as I stated a little earlier, from this five-game stretch is that they're playing this good under Granado without Jack Eichel, without Dylan Cousins, without Jake McCabe, and without Will Borgen. I'm pretty sure that's his first name. Without Borgen. You got two guys who are top four defensemen, potentially, and you got two guys who are your top two centers. They're all out, and the Sabres are still winning. How, how much more excited can you possibly get than to have all of these players injured and still be winning games? Linus Olmark is a big part of that, yes. Casey Middlesat's a big part of that. Sam Reinhardt's a big part of that. Speaking of which, Sam Reinhardt has been playing center, and I hope he plays center for the rest of the season because guess what? He has been performing very well at center for the Buffalo Sabres. Well, we're over here thinking, man, they don't have a lot of center depth, and now you might have... Too many centers in the NHL. You got Reinhardt and Eichel and Cousins and Middlestad and Lazar. Fuck Cody Eakin. He can go away. (laughs) He can go away. But you have that many guys. You don't want to put these guys on the fourth line. That's not, you know, you don't want Casey Middlestad as your fourth line center. You want somebody like Curtis Lazar as your fourth line center. But you think about that, and it should make you really excited that these guys are gaining confidence, and they're winning games, and they're looking good doing it. They go down one nothing. They don't go, oh, well, shit, here we go again. They just come back and score. 
That's tremendous attitude. It has seemed like Granado has just flipped the attitude of the Buffalo Sabres to fucking woe is me to, yo, let's go out here and, and fucking dominate these guys. Let's go out there and win. Fuck trying to compete. We're going to beat you. That's a tremendous attitude to have, and that's why I'm starting to really like Granado, and I hope that the Sabres can continue to win. There's people out there that might want the Sabres to lose over oh, get the number one draft pick. Fuck that. Fuck that. We've had enough of that shit. We've had enough. Win, win now, learn how to win, learn how to win together so that we can go into next season fucking rolling. Rolling. I don't care if the Sabres get the fucking ninth pick in this draft. Who cares? We have enough high draft picks on this team already. It's not like the guy who the Sabres pick in the the top of the first round is probably going to be ready because that's just not how it works in the NHL. Most of these kids need development. Even Dylan Cousins needed another full year before he looked good. The Sabres, I would I would easily trade a first round pick in this upcoming draft. I don't give a fuck if it's number two, three, five, one, who cares if the Sabres can get guys to help them for next year. The goal is not to keep building for later. Right now, the goal is to win now. The Sabres have tried to build for later. It's not working. They don't have the, seemingly don't have the scouts to bring in guys that are that good. I know, uh, you know, they did, I think they hit on Dylan Cousins. I think they did hit on Casey Middleset. Obviously, Rasmus Dahlin's not really a, he, it was like a can't miss. Same with Jack Eichel's like a can't miss. They hit on Sam Reinhart. My gosh. The Sabres have a a fantastic core. You now need to bring in guys to surround them to uh, fill out this roster that will help them and get them into the playoffs. Now, next season, it's probably going to go back to the old format, which the Sabres are not going to have to play these ridiculous, this ridiculously hard schedule against these ridiculously good teams eight eight times. Now, don't get me wrong. I love this schedule for the NHL, and I will I will do another video about it in the offseason, and I'll tell you why I like this schedule or this, this setup more. But I really believe the Buffalo Sabres are set up to be really good. They're young, they're fast, they're hungry, and if they go into see the next season rolling with Linus Olmark as their number one goaltender, they're going to have success. They're going to. Provided you hire a coach that will coach to the Sabres' strengths and not try to fit a fucking uh, square peg into a round hole like Ralph Kruger did, you're going to have success for the Buffalo Sabres. You're just going to. It's going to look great. I cannot wait. And I, I, I look forward to every single game I watch of the Buffalo Sabres now on out. They're, they're fun to watch. It's exciting. And I couldn't be happier about that. That's going to do it for the end of or that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe as I said earlier. If you're listening to this on any of the major podcasting websites, make sure you tell your friends and your family. Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Twitter at sportstalkbuff1. Email me at sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com or gmail.com. It's the same for both. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic week.